It's the Lakeland Sports Guys, Tom Carroll, Chris Cox, the coach Dan Spivey. Even have Willie in the house today here at uh, the Community Center in the big metropolis of Troy, South Carolina is where we're at today. <laughs> Guys, glad to have you along with us. Another uh, exciting edition, the first one of July, and what a June we had, uh, not only locally, but some of the uh, national teams as well. A um, couple of big games this weekend that took place. We watched the USFL and uh, Deion Kane, a former Clemson wide receiver, ends up being the MVP of the championship game there and um, golf I mean Ricky just, Fowler yeah, man. Yeah, keeps keeps winning this month long he finally wins a tournament <laughs> been in the running for a bunch of them finally does does get a chance to host a trophy and all that but uh, what cracked me up was the stance afterwards uh, he just kind of stared down everybody his, his caddy's been a lifetime friend of his and I said caddies but I text you and I said uh if you plan on watching the tournament, don't watch it. They've already announced on the senior championship who had won the tournament. Mm-hmm. I was like, how? I said, because I'm flipping back and forth. I flipped it back over, and they're still playing. And You're on 14. Yeah. It, <laughs> was, it finally, when it went off at 6, 6.30, Ricky finally hoisted. They went ahead and just fast-forwarded to it. But um, I think more amazing than that is Bernard Langer at 65 years old tying Hale Irwin's record on the, on the senior tour with the number of wins. And that won't be – if he gets one more, I'd just go ahead and say that won't be top. You know, you may have a Tiger Woods playing 50 years from now that can top it on the senior tour, but <laughs> that many wins on the senior tour that just started not, you know, you know, Jack and Arnie and those started that tour up because they just weren't competitive anymore. Now you're starting to see guys like Stricker and, and some of those guys out there like Longer who's still playing like a 20-year-old mm-hmm. and just playing, you know, just lights out crazy. And the ones we grew up with, like me, Willie, all those guys are on this tour now. Dickie Pride from Columbia. and uh, it, It's just still amazing to see these guys can play it, and it ain't about the stick. I can tell you, it's like it's like they asked Bernard yesterday. He said, I can't hit four or 500 yards like Rory and them can, but I ain't got to because I can hit in the middle of the fairway, and I can hit the green. <laughs> I'm not trying to hit it 470 like Rory's been doing. And, so. well, and, well, and to <clears> – <throat> A lot of these guys that are going on to the senior tour now, they're they're we're old school. They're still young school. They knew they've been in the gym. They've worked out. They know how to eat. They know when to eat, what to drink. Their body's just totally different. <clears throat> and then when Jack and them came off the field, the first place they went was to the thirteenth hole. That's right. Nineteenth you know, hole. Give me a beer. <laughs> give me a beer and a couple of shots. And these guys, they're saying, you know. No, I need about three gallons of water and and a salad, you know, and and they're going on. Next thing you know, you're seeing them in the gym, and so health-wise, they're a lot in a lot better shape than what some of the older ones. And we, I use that term loosely because most of them are still younger than I am, but. Uh, yeah, still 50 to join shape. it. So you got yep. some 50-year-olds that are on it, brand new guys. Yep. So, and yep. then if you didn't get a chance to watch last money, was the match. That was mm-hmm. an awesome display of golf by Seth and Pat Mahomes and the rest of those guys. And I was wrong. Let me go ahead and admit it. I was wrong. I felt like Seth Curry, uh, that he would win it hands down. And if he had had a partner, he would. But Travis Kelsey is the one that stunned me with being able to hit the golf all the way he does. He can draw it. He can, you know, fade it. He can do anything he needs to do. And Mahomes held on in that one because Travis Kelsey carried that team. So <laughs> NFL wins another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got what you got. And then the USFL, uh, you watched most Skippy, of that man. game. Skippy. I was going back and forth. But uh, there, there was one play in there that I got to see that it, I turned it. I'm a just prime time example where they went to snack the quarterback. Quarterback drops the football. Yeah. You got one of the big dudes just rumbling and stumbling. And uh, he just kind of runs out of breath and hands it to Roman the guy Harper. running next to him and runs in it for the, for the score. That yeah, was amazing. Roman Harper was a really good player for the Steelers way back when. And like I said, he's probably in his 40s now, probably. And he just picked up with Pittsburgh, the Maulers, this year. And like I said, it, it, he still should know that you can't just give it to the guy. It's got to be a backwards pass. And he just like handed, just him, handed it to well, him. Well, it really is the running back. I mean, the defensive player's fault because he ran forward to get it. Yeah. He should have been like, no, you got to throw it back to me. And that, that saved – I might have saved in the game. I mean, they were already up a couple scores. But um, Alex Magoo, your MVP, and then Deion Kane, mm-hmm. the Tigers. I knew once Deion caught that pass for you finally. He had four catches on the night that was huge. Three of them TDs. Yeah, three yeah. were TDs. And, uh, you know, Alex Magoo wasn't even starting quarterback last year. He got hurt last year. And Andre Johnson filled in. They won the championship last year with Skippy. And this year, uh, Lou had told Skip, he said, listen, I didn't go last year, and I don't want to go this year, but – 
if you think you're going to win on my birthday, I will go. So it was Lou's birthday, and like I said, he looks good to be his age. I'll just go ahead yeah. and tell you. Lou's in, he's one of them guys like you're just yeah. talking about. He's in really good shape physically. A lot better than his son Skippy is, so maybe maybe the genes will help out. But really good season. I think the people at Tom are finally catching on with USFL. The reason I love it is it's not long season. It's, it's very quick. It's a month and a half long. That's it. That. And you got yeah. your championship, and then you know, you'll know you be getting ready to start XFL and it just it comes in perfect timing with when NFL, because uh, I don't really like Canadian. I can't really get into the Canadian scheme of things. So I don't have to watch Canadian. It still gives me football during the summertime. So I'm going to have now baseball is going to be the lull for a minute, and we'll see what happens. Well, it ain't the lull for me because your team's tearing it up <laughs> in the Braves. So. You guys have got a wild card spot guaranteed. I think we do, too. I, like I told you, we'd be probably leading the, lead, the Central where the the Cubs and some of those teams are. We'd definitely be winning the AL Central. Um, but, like I said, this is just a year. you got some really top teams that are just blowing it out. Um, I saw a Whit Mirfield from the Blue Jays made the All-Star team again. Third different team he's been in the All-Star game on. He's with the Royals forever. And I forgot he went to Seattle for – a little stint last year, and now he's with the Blue Jays. So, Witt's still doing things. You know, he won us the College Baseball World Series the first year, uh, hands down, just a great player. And Justin Smoke was playing with him with the Blue Jays. I don't know if Justin's still there or not. And then Christian Walker, of course, is on – he's an alternate on the All-Star team from the Diamondbacks. So, former Gamecocks are playing well in, in the major leagues that we don't always hear about because they're not from around here, but – uh, like I said, I started a little argument on our page last night. I didn't get the cred that I wanted, so I may have tweaked it a little bit tonight. But I wanted to respond. Did I respond? I wanted no, to. No, but I wanted you to because I, I kind of think if, if me and you can kind of get to going back and forth. And you, I mean, you got every – I mean, Al Kuhn is having one heck of a year. He's doing things that's never been done in baseball, but so is Otani, man. This guy not only hits, but he pitches. And he can only pitch, you know, what? Every, every seven days. Four, yeah, yeah, so yeah. – and he's, like, leading the American League in ERA, and he's leading in hitting and home runs. I mean, that's amazing to me. And But none of our Lakelands people jumped on there and said, you know, no, nah, because I figured it would all be about, man, you better wake up. Alcuna's doing it. Because I got enough Georgia Bulldog fans out there, they ain't got a sense of clue about nothing. Well, I came, I came that close to, to, to sticking up for Acuna, and I was like, "No, he's trying to he, <laughs> see who he gets, and I'll rally." Rally the pile. I'm not gonna lie. You know me well enough to know. I try to do that to get things sparked up. That was my little Chris Phillips little add-on for the day. But uh, like I said, it didn't get the draw. We had a couple people that did jump on it, and I mean, it's just an argument. I I feel like should be even be talked about. I mean, even though I'm not an American League guy, I damn sure don't like the Angels. Let's just get that out in the open, too. I'm not a Mike Trout guy. I'm not. A, but I think what Otani's doing, that's why I wanted him to go to the National League team, so that he could he could actually hit more times than not. And when you're using a pitcher to hit as a DH stand, that's telling you something. That's telling you something. <laughs> that's telling you something. Well, you know, you look at it, and even going back to their high school days, the pitchers are you, the best pitcher on the team. Is usually, the best athlete on the team. They're going to be the best hitters on the team. They're going to play. If they're not pitching, they're usually going to be at shortstop. You know, and it's just we've gotten away from it. We've got with all this pitch count and oh, he can't do this, he can't do that. Well, these guys are proving that they can. They grew up hitting the ball. They didn't just magically forget how to hit when they signed their name on that contract. I guarantee you they can still hit some of them. They just don't get as much practice at it as everybody else because they well, tell most, them they most don't teams want to swing. Most they teams won't, won't let, let them swing. Pitch. Yeah. Um, you, you got a job you take to a do. Chance, we're right. take yeah. the, we got a DH. He specializes in that. Yeah. We don't worry about that. Go for that. And that's where you see it. That's why I think this year is just, you know, and like I said, Acuna's probably going to get your MVP this year. And it's earned. I'm not, like I said, I'm not a Braves guy, but it's, it would be well earned if you did. I just, I mean, everything he's been talking about, Alcuna, Alcuna, Alcuna. And to me, oh. playing y'all this weekend, I think Ozzy Albies is just as, almost as good a player he's, as Acuna. He's Acuna probably is. my favorite to watch. Yeah. So a cat that's only 5'8. <laughs> Yeah. He Albie says he's five ten, but I think he's only five eight. Um, but the energy he brings, and you never hear him bad mouthing anybody. Yeah. He's a team That's guy. There. He he's is a team guy. That's what I'm gonna start doing, Willie. If if Albies is five ten, then I'm six two. I'm just telling you right <laughs> off the bat. If he is five ten, I'm six two. But really good defensive player too. And that's another thing about you were talking about outfield uh, for Alcuna. 
You hit it near him, you know, it's not by him or over him. I can promise you that. And he will go over the fence and grab it and bring it back on you, as as he did a couple times against the Marlins where we thought we had him beat deep. Just, I mean, just an all-out complete player. Thing is, though, can they stay healthy during the, the pivotal run? That's going to be the case after the All-Star break is can they stay uh, healthy, particularly in the pitching rotation. That's where we have suffered so greatly at the beginning of the year is the pitchers have just arm surgery, pulling muscles, things of that nature. You finally get Schuster, um, uh, not Schuster, um, Sadaka back. Yep, yep. Um, and he pitched a heck of a game, even though he had two home runs hit on. <laughs> yeah, and Elder, what he's done. And Elder's done Coming a good back job. off. If you're a manager, if you're Brian Snicker, are you like just like cussing the fans? Because you're putting his players now into an all-star game where there could be an injury. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got three starters. <laughs> yeah. And you know the others are at least going to get an inning out of this. Well, you got eight total so, yeah. on that team. So you got the three starters and you got the rest of them that are, are backups. And you know that you're going to see them pretty quickly into the middle innings. Yeah. Uh, a guy like you said, Albies and some of them other guys, they're not sitting that bench on that National League. Cause I'm, I, lo- I love National League, but – we're this trash other than the Braves this year. I mean, look at Freddie Freeman. I mean, he he he. The only reason he got even nominated is because he finally realized, you know, I've got to get at least a three hundred. You know, he was hitting like. I still something. say that is the best. You you look back at that trade now for Olson. for Olson and, and Freeman, and I, I still say though, we still get the better deal out of it. You do, that. but I still though you got a guy in Freddie Freeman that loved Atlanta area, mm-hmm. loved that team, and. Basically, was he wasn't from that area, but he loved that area. And then, you, when it came down to a million dollars, you let a player like Freddie go for the one million. Now he made more money off the deal, but and you're right. Overall, you know, you get a Matt Olson, which I there again, I don't know why we ever let him go from Florida. <laughs> I mean, that's what we're calling ourselves now. We're no longer Miami. They, that's at the coast. That's at the tip down there. That's Key West. They got their own baseball. We're the Florida Marlins again, finally. So. But everything just tied back in. So you got you got the All Star game next week, which we'll talk about. Um, and I know you got post twenty, both girls, boys, uh, junior. What happened with the junior circuit this week? Um, the uh, it was Wildcats ended up. Yeah. Uh, well, the the Greenwood uh, Eagles ended up winning the uh, district district six. You know um, how I overall. knew that? Because Coach Baker said his dudes. So I knew when Coach Baker said his so, dudes, he was talking yeah, about the Greenwood They, they did, but there was a uh, oh, I can't remember the guy's name from '96. Ended up pitching base, well, basically a no hitter. Yeah, he did through the whole thing for the juniors over there at '96. And I, I mean that just tells you, man, if you, you can't sit around Greenwood and say you don't have or Abbeville or Wearshold and say the Lakelands, you don't have anything you can do. Every given night, there's a either a junior game, uh, a girls post a, a guy's post 20 game i mean other than not having the grasshoppers yet which that's on the mayor for that one so brandon <laughs> that's on you me and tom have come to you about the greenwood grasshoppers we want them back we may they, have to go to the county yeah. you know maybe maybe that would be a way you get your stadium back because if we get the greenwood grasshoppers that post 20 team will play wherever they play and the girls can play at the post 20 field that may be how it happens for Stan to get his girls feel over at the new Will Bates complex, by the way. So. <laughs> I, I just think it would be great for not only Greenwood County, but for Greenwood Post 20, who has a rich, rich tradition with their baseball. And they started this girl softball up two years ago, and the Greenwood girls have won the first two state championships. So, you know, they're building their legacy. They're putting – they're laying the foundation for a program to be successful for many, many years. And they're having to play it, you know, at Greenwood High, which they're playing right now, which I got no problem with them playing. Oh, that's a great field. But let's give them their own home. It takes away, yeah. though, in a way. I, I'm like, Stan, it takes away when you got – Well, you have – Post 20 over there, and if you got a guy in a girls' game, you might have a guy like Stan who likes the softball, and I like the baseball. So, if we're riding together, or me and Willie ride together, we might want to go different games. I mean, boom, it solves both problems. you got daughters or sons that are, that are fans of the game. The girls are going to watch the girls play. And uh, it's, it's working out at Greenwood High School. I feel sure of that. Yeah. Thanks to the coach and Greenwood High School over there. But they do deserve their own place to play. And I well, think eventually it will happen. You know, and you, get, you get girls coming from the Lakelands area. So these are girls that play softball at Ware Shoals, Dixie, Abbeville, 96, everywhere. 
and they're coming in and they're having to play on Greenwood High Field. I mean, I know it don't mean nothing. All those girls out there want to do is compete and get win better and win. But wouldn't it be so nice for them to have their own nice field out there and post-20 girls softball, be the first one in the state that has their own field? That would be Come awesome, on, Ty, and they deserve it. Ty Vines, you need to get on to the <laughs> county council and city, whoever you need to talk to. I'll, I'll go with you, buddy. I'll well, have you I, back. I, I, <laughs> I go enough as it is with the council. Y'all tell you, I'm going to let y'all handle that side of it. I'm not going to get involved on that side. But they deserve it. Like you said, it's two years going now, and they've already won the two states. I mean, come on. Yeah, and they've they've lost four games this year. Um, and, and there's some folks that I heard rumbles uh, last Thursday night about everything. I'm like, dude, look, you know, they lost a lot of talent, but they've been really young this year too. And they're going to get better. And when the playoffs come, you, you're not going to tell the difference. They're going to give it their all. A little gal from Dixie's solid too. Well, and they've had they've had players well like Zoe Montgomery that when you make all state in high school then you got to go to Aiken for that week and she's missing two ball games. Mm-hmm. And this is an all state player at the high school level that is playing on your post twenty team. You take her it's about like when the guys took off and went to the beach for a week. Yeah. You know, although although Zoe was at least playing softball. She wasn't laying out in the sun, but uh Well I tell you they had a, a they had a double header against North Augusta. Katie Helms Ends up hitting the walk off five to four. They started out down for, what four nothing, four nothing after, after two innings, and had to fight their way back into that. And then the second one, uh, they did pretty much the same thing. Ended up winning twelve to four uh, in that. But you had uh, Evie Montgomery, Layla Riles, Emmy uh, Gentry. I mean, they were just hitting the, the leather off the balls. This is what I they mean, do, Tom. Think about it. Last year in the in the playoffs, what did they do? They liked that little lose that first game and had to come back from that loser's bracket type game. This is what they're accustomed to. And, I mean, like I said, I I hadn't bet against them yet, and I won't bet against them. But I'm ready for their their counterpart, their enemies, or, or their rivals with the boys to step up to the plate. And, <laughs> and they did, man, because that was a game we talked about last week on Thursday that Greer was a must-win game. Greer, they had to win. They need they needed that yeah. win big time because Greer's leading District 6 right now. I mean, they are the team to beat out of all this. And to beat them the way that they've been beating everybody else says something, I think, about uh, the pitching <laughs> and the defense that Post-20 ended up playing because um, uh, Pat Wood was on the mound, and he was phenomenal. And what he was doing. And then you turn around and then see what Andrew Driver comes in. I think he came in uh, the sixth inning and, and the seventh inning and finished it out. But he, 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 there was no let off. He's a he shutdown guy. There. Kept the gas going. Andrew and, Driver's a shutdown guy. And uh, did phenomenal. Um, uh, Matt Schaefer, who's the fir- first baseman, he tweaked an ankle somewhere last week prior to that game. So he did play, but he also got the DH. Um, had a couple of big hits to pull some runs in, particularly at the beginning in that opening uh, frame where Greer spotted you know spotted two, and then we had to come back, tie it up with two at the end of the first. And uh, from then on out, it was just all Greenwood. It was phenomenal. Well, finally, finally another team ran into what we ran into to start the season yeah. with the kids being away from here like he was talking about the beach. Mm-hmm. and So, like, hey, I still congratulate the coaches over there for letting them do it. Coach Singleton, you never would have let us do it at Greenwood. So, post-20, you know, they're, they're, they're getting to go to the beach this, for the first week, and then they, they have the two weeks <laughs> to get back. And you're starting to see them come back and swing into it and gel together as a team. And, again, this isn't a long season either. This will be over with and – how long? Well, this, the last regular season game is this coming Wednesday. <laughs> um, so it's it's yeah, it's there. Uh, it's going to be alumni night, seven o'clock. Going to be taking on Anderson Post one fourteen. Um, a team that we should win. We should well, we, we should beat win. this but team. So hopefully it'll come out, get a good crowd that's going to be out there at uh, Legion Field in the process. I hate that we didn't have uh, alumni night last Friday night. We we're supposed to take on those boys down in Athens. Um, only six and a half of them showed up. So. <laughs> It was one where uh, the coach didn't have any players. He basically said, we can't play. And, you know, they had all those alumni that were coming in. Even uh, Landon um, Lowndes Steele came in from down in Florida. He came in just for that weekend for that game. Uh, and then not to have it. And I know Ty was beside himself in the process because they had all that food. They had all that excitement built up for it. Um, and I told him, I said, well, just find some extra gloves and have the alumni take on the <laughs> 
yeah. <laughs> take on the team and, and still have it. And he said, well, I was a little late for that because it was about 5.30 when he called me and told me. But, uh, you know, moved the alumni night to this coming Wednesday night, so we want everybody to come on out. Hopefully some of the alumni can still make it. I know Lounge has already gone down back to the beach, so um, he missed a couple of games, so he'll be back in, in – uh, and ready to go for that team down there in Florida. But. And I know they're happy to get Lance back, like I said. And, and I'm, I'm sure Daddy's probably going to make a ride again. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Billy Dean was supposed to be yep. there as well. Um, he's doing better since, his, since the heart attack and everything's going on. So he was going to um, be one of the ones that was out there, the honorary first pitch captain, I guess you would say. Uh, would have been great to see him. Oh, coach there. was yeah. phenomenal as it was. And a guy you would never, ever think that would – because, I mean, he always stayed decently in shape. He he ran with the players and stuff like that. That was one thing I loved about coaching, the fact that he did. And then for, for you have that situation pop up. You never know, man. You just got to take better care of yourself, especially in this weather like this. So make sure, you know, if, even if you go into the games, you got to stay hydrated. Um, I know you, you had to stay hydrated even though you got air conditioning. Right here, right? sitting but, air conditioner. Uh, Jim Steele, where, where is Jim and <laughs> – and uh, they have, they've done the one game they haven't that's done. All? That's all they've done. Well, Jim's been in Florida. He's been playing golf. Well, even <laughs> even then, they 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 were outside to the right of the the press, press box, box portion. Yeah. Well, that's generally it, where so. they sit anyway. I mean, yeah. it's. I mean, like I told you, I, they, when we were talking about me and me and TJ in the, in the boot together, it'd be hard to get me and TJ a boot together. Um, but oh, he did. Now let me say, he did OG wrong. <laughs> he really did. Um, that game that they broadcast, you know, OG was supposed to throw out the first pitch, but everybody kept it a big secret right, from right, him. Right. And they told him that I guess during the regular baseball season, there was uh, somebody else on the another team that was doing what OG does, running out, getting the ball and bat, and, and running back. And this dude was working. He was out hustling OG, and they gave him grief on that. And so. Uh, <laughs> and so Jim basically told him, he said, you know, they're going to let that dude that outdid you, they're going to let him throw the first pitch out tonight. And OG, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> he was hot through the whole He's thing. He's going to be hot football then, season. So, so I'm sitting here and I'm watching this getting, you know, we go through the, the code of conduct and the national anthem, all that. It's time to throw out the first pitch. And OG's just, you can see it, he just, and he's, he's wanting to get back to the dugout so he doesn't have to watch what's going to happen with the first pitch. So I'm going through the spiel, a guy that's been part of baseball in and around the Lakelands for so you know, and I, gave, I built it up. And then I announced David Denton, you know, OG is going to throw out the first pitch. He wouldn't come out of the dugout. Ty had to call him and tell him it was true that he needed to come out and, and uh, throw the first pitch. And then he was just excited, excited after that. Yeah. So. He, he, you know, say what you want to about OG. He does a wonderful job with the baseball team. We saw it this year. Greenwood. Well, every team he does with. Well you know, football. Great. Look at yeah. football. And he, he's just so excited to do it. He loves it. And we don't want to ever have our, you know, he's his own person. He's not Greenwood's radio or anything like that. OG's going to always be OG. And you know him for that reason. And that's what I don't want to see happen is where he becomes Greenwood's you know, radio or whatever, the guy at Somerville and everything else. But uh, that's just an awesome job. I'm glad that, that, that it happened the way it did, well-deserving that he did. To watch. How was the pitch? Did you – was it – He a, got it there. He got it, he got okay, it there. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, he's better than most. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I, what's your name? Did the uh, American Anthem. I heard it was awesome. So, uh, you know, I, I like what's going on with with the post-20. They're always trying to get people in the seats. And like I said, if you're in Greenwood or surrounding areas, Lakelands, I mean, you got to know better than where Shoals or Dick or Dew yeah. West or anything and to do. The ladies, too, they are in, uh, I think, Abbeville. Yeah, they travel to Abbeville on Thursday. Um, that game will be about 6 o'clock. So. Awesome. Looking forward to And Stan, what do you game. always say is cheapest crap? I mean, it's the cheapest ticket around, and your food. It, it the is. food's even cheap, <laughs> I mean, which it, is what Willie and I worry about, tell the you, cost well, of food. Go ahead. <laughs> now, American Legion, the baseball, they've got barbecue sand. I mean, it's loaded. Barbecue sandwiches, hot dogs, hamburgers. Um, they've got all the sodas and tea and, and lemonade. They've got uh, snow cones, popsicles. Uh, I mean, it, the list goes on and on of stuff that's coming out of that concession stand. Yeah, we shared it, and when I saw the prices, I was like, no wonder these people can't get a new women's softball. <laughs> uh, I didn't mean that. But anyway, um, it's not like it's an expensive time for your family of four or whatever. It's not like going to a Braves game or, or going to a football game or anything yeah, like that. It's, it's very affordable, and it's it doesn't last forever. I mean, it's usually you're there and you're back home. And uh, Any fireworks this week or with, with the fourth or anything, or is it mm, they already been? You no, know, they've already, already been through all of that. Awesome. And it's been a while since they've had fireworks out at it's the dangerous. field. So. <laughs> so. Well, it's obvious well. by what blew up over there and by <laughs> break on the lake. But, so. yeah. 
<laughs> well, the thing about uh, post-20, and it doesn't matter what you're looking at, whether you're looking at the junior boys, the, the softball, uh, the varsity boys, baseball, it's a family atmosphere. It's not like going to a Braves game and having to sit next door to a guy that's chugging 16-ounce Budweiser's every three minutes. You're not going to see that there. And, you know, the kids can – how many kids do we see running up and down that hill chasing foul balls? If they get one, they can take it to the concession stand and get What's some. Deal, yeah, they get yeah, some out of it, yeah. Yeah, they get a, a drink or a popsicle or something, you know. And so, you know, you get these seven, eight-year-olds, mama and daddy sitting over there in the stands enjoying their self, and the sons are out there running, rolling in the grass, getting dirty and well, it's, free it's, stuff. What amazes me is the, the youth from Emerald and from Greenwood uh, that, are, that are there yeah. because they come out in all of their baseball gear. You know, all the, particularly with the Emerald camp and the Greenwood camp going on, you had tons of them out there last week. And I suspect we'll see more at, at – uh, alumni night alumni. this coming Wednesday. Yeah. I think the two groups that we got around it, the Spikes and the Gall group, I mean, that, that's baseball at its best. And, I mean, it's just amazing that the town of Greenwood has two what I would call mm-hmm. traveling teams that get out there and do what they do, gaming game out. And, I mean, congrats to Bo Gall and Spikes for that. But well, Gall in particular, times. you know, with yep. eight and under eight coach's under pitch, win. we saw yep. what they did at Somerville. And now uh, you turn around and you got um, – what the twelve and under? Twelve and under. I they think. go. They go ahead and they win the All Star District title. <laughs> go along with all of that, and um, then you got the ten and under in the process of all that. They're going to be uh, in action as well. I think what Thursday night, eight o'clock. If I'm not mistaken, that's going to be over there at the golf that, field by yeah, the Y. I think they're having the state tournament at the Y. At the Y year, this year, yeah. Under ten. And the 12 and unders, they get to go down to the beach, so they'll be down at Muck's Corner on Thursday night, 8 o'clock is when their first pitch is. So, Wow. We'll see if we can't follow along with those guys. Well, that just goes to show you the quality of coaching and the quality of athletes that we have in Greenwood. And it's not just Greenwood. It's all over the state of South Carolina. And, and then we mentioned this back many, many moons ago when we had three – well, actually four, counting North Greenville, college baseball teams that made the playoffs and were hosting games at home. And and, and you look up and down that roster, yeah, they've got some kids from out of state. Everybody does. But they got a lot of kids from in-state too. And, and those kids aren't just riding the pine keeping the GPA up. Yeah. They ride the pine until they get their chance, and then they're going to prove to coach, well, coach, you might have made a mistake. <laughs> That guy from Pennsylvania you brought down here, I might be a little bit better than he is. Were you were you there at last podcast when Jim was talking about that though, about his sons played with players that are now playing college baseball right. mm-hmm. that had played with the the Gaul yeah, and all had played at against the World them, yeah, at the World Series, and, and these yeah. guys are on college rosters now. And Jim yeah. was just going through like a list of names, and I'm like, man, that's crazy because I, yeah. you know, I remember that guy from Virginia and Wake Forest. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So I mean, that's what you're talking about. That's what you see. So I mean, just yeah. good good baseball, man. We expect it. We're used to it now in in the area, and we're spoiled, I guess we'd say. So. Well, it's not just baseball. We we don't see it as much. We I think we see it more during baseball season, how the youth are excelling. Because of football season and the way and the popularity of it is is much greater um, with being America's game, I guess, nowadays. But uh, we've got some really good youth football teams that are here. What, two of them that are in in the Lakelands? And then you've got uh, a really great basketball program. As soon as I said that, I knew there would be one man calling me today. and That's Coach Sam Pickney and what he does and, and just everything with that, with the basketball and what they're doing now. And Like I said, they've got girls and guys in that, too. Um, mm-hmm. And that little elite that are winning tournaments, that are winning tournaments, and national titles, and they're like I said, these are in Charlotte, and uh, I think the last time I talked to him, I think he said they were going to Fort Lauderdale, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they do it the right way. They 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 have their own little funding things that they go ahead and have their budget meetings for, and that's how you do it. You can't go out and just continually ask the cities and, and the town to support these teams. You budget it, put it in for what you think it may need, and then if you need a little bit of additional help, then you call. 
so they're doing it the right way. And I mean, like I said, I'm just glad to see it. We can be a part of it and put it out there for everybody to know about. And that's what we're going to continue yeah. to do at Lake Wilford. We'll, we'll and I, I'm I'm going to give props to uh, to Cam with the Index Journal that for being one dude, he has covered everything in the last two two three weeks as of right now. And I mean everything. Um, he has really been on top of it. The only thing you know, I, I and I'm I'm a big guy. I love seeing the box scores and who's done what and all of that oh, yeah. that kind of thing. I love seeing that, and we haven't seen that uh, <laughs> since well, since the uh, two guys were here. Um, it'll come around to me, uh, Wesley and Wesley and yeah, and, and Skyler. And I don't remember. I to be honest, I don't really remember them doing the the box scores for like post twenty and stuff. Yeah, they always had the box scores. Yeah. They always had the box. They scores. might not have anything else, but they have the box <laughs> score. Oh man, he's on he's on my boys again. Well, <laughs> well I tell you what, Cam's doing a bang up job being the lone. Well, he's a lone wolf. Uh, yeah, he's a lone wolf. Because what's the man's gone, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, now it's up to him. So. Sometimes when you're backed against the wall, you got to do what you got to do to keep it going, and so that's awesome. So they're doing well. Um, a couple other things that we need to make mention of that are uh, going on that are out there as of right now. Um, one of those being football season is getting re- geared up and ready to go. And uh, I talked to a good friend of mine. You all know how I love to listen in and see what's going on with Fair, uh, Phil Cohen-Blute and the rest of his staff that's out there. He's always got some really good ones. But he's already had interviews, I think, with Wofford. Um, and last week he had one with Presbyterian coach Steve Englehart. Um that was a really, really good interview, and I, I asked him if we can go ahead and, and share some of that interview. He said, not a problem. But uh, Englehart's, uh, what, in his second year yeah. Yeah. as the head coach that's over there? Um, you know, and he, he – <laughs> if you remember, he – took over for a coach that was kind of a gimmicky coach yeah. and didn't believe in field goals or punting the ball and all that stuff. Yeah. So he took over and he said, uh, you know, when I came on, we had used the transfer portal and something like 60, 70 folks he had to use um, <laughs> just to fill a roster fill for a his roster. first year. Um, and so this year, you know, recruiting and everything's going on. So I'm anxious to see uh, in this interview, you're going to hear uh, his thoughts. And he started out uh, basically with, with the camps. Phil asked him about the camps and how they're going. Here's what he had to say about all that. Yeah, we're still, uh, you know, we're still making some last push, uh, you know, efforts in recruiting and, and, uh, and then looking ahead to, to obviously recruiting some of these uh, 24 kids. We've got a, we've got a, a one-day camp coming up tomorrow um, over on campus, and we have another camp on Friday. And then we'll take a little break for uh, the 4th and then come back on uh, July 7th for, you know, another camp just to try to, you know, get some prospects here in uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, Georgia. we got some kids from Florida coming up to the camp. So, you know, we don't have the huge, huge mega camps, but we have some camps where we can really, you know, put our eyes on kids. And, um, and I think it's been uh, it's been good uh, so far. And then, obviously, our, our coaches are, are getting out and getting to some, some other camps on other campuses as well. Mm-hmm. Have you been able to successfully uh, land some players for the 23 class here late, some guys you've seen in camp and who are – who you think are worthy of playing for you? Well, you know, um, we've had our eyes on, you know, a lot of guys that we're just continuing to, you know, recruit here in, in the summer to try to get them here. And, you know, we did land a, a few junior colleges or junior college kids. You know, that, that's kind of been a little bit of our focus. Uh, you know, we've been we've been really young, obviously, last year coming into a, uh, to a situation where there's a, a couple coaching changes, and I was the third coach in, you know, about uh, – you know, in less than a year or so, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of kids leaving the portal. So, you know, we, we brought, we had to bring in about, you know, 70 kids uh, last year that were, that were pretty much true freshmen and, and played a lot of them. You know, we had uh, typically, you know, about 20 on average, about 20 true freshmen travel and about 20 redshirt freshmen who didn't have uh, the college playing experience either travel uh, for so you're looking at 40 out of 60 kids traveling for us last year so really young so we tried to add some age you know here in the in this in this recruiting class with we brought in 12 mid-year uh, junior college uh, transfers that came in in January who spent the spring with us and then we were able to get a few more uh, since then after that February signing date so you know we're excited about you know, the, the, the roster changes and, and things that we've got going on. And, and uh, you know, we'll still be young, and it's still going to be a challenge, obviously, 
Uh, we didn't have the results that we wanted last year in our first year, and but understand that it's a you know you, it's a, a patient process, and you got to you know, try to build things the right way, and that that's what we're trying to do. Well, so there you have a little bit of that uh, interview. If you want to hear the rest of it, you need to go to SouthCarolinaSportsTalk.com. dot com. That's uh, uh, well, SportsTalkSC.com, I guess is where it's at. Um, but you can type in uh, SC Sports Talk, and it'll course the search will take you to one of those search engines that are there but what do you think about steve he sounds like he's got uh, everything going the way he wants it to as of right now just got to get the players to work with and with Bailey Field and I, I got to go back and listen to one day he said that he had the Walford guy you know, that's a brand new football coach so they got mm-hmm. a Walford this year uh, he replaced a, a you got a whole new concept at Walford I got to go back and check that one out kind of like he he did here uh, we all know the last coach they had and I I loved him because he didn't agree with putting and kicking <laughs> field goals but uh, it's gimmicky as you say and I think now they got a really good football coach that's going to put his nose to the ground and they're going to do it the right way with their with the coordinators and um, they have a chance in that division that they play in to be pretty successful if they get the right guys coming out of that portal. This is the one time I agree with the portal. When well, you when you have a new coach that comes in and the last coach got rid of everybody from punters to kickers, now it's when I see the portal as a good thing. That's one of the few times I'm going to say that. But, um, I, we well, see it's, it. a, it's the reason he was in that situation to begin with was because everybody went to the portal. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. So. The other coach didn't want – quarterbacks and mm-hmm. they, they, it was a gimmick and it didn't work out and uh, I think that coach went somewhere again back to, back Texas, to Texas to coach yeah. high school and um, I think that's the one I know he's not a Porter guy I'm not an NIL guy but um, that's the one example I, I'll be okay with the fact that it's you know, I think that's the way. If you got to go in there and build a team, that's the best way to do it. We know that. We've seen basketball teams do it at Carolina Clemson. Um, baseball teams need a pitcher. They go get one. It, it's here. As they continue to tell me, it's, it's the times are changing or they have changed. Jump on board or you get got, off the wagon. Or get off the wagon. And as of right now, I'm still off that Gamecock football wagon. And I, You know, it, it is what it is. I'm going to put for the Gamecocks, but I ain't going. Well, this, <laughs> this guy seems – he understands that, you know, you can't – You've got to build a foundation before you can build a house, and it's not going to be done quick. He's He's got some immediate needs. The portal's where you go get those immediate needs. But he's not forgetting about the high school seniors. He's looking at those guys, too. He's having these mini camps, what I would call them, and he's inviting kids in to play. Mm-hmm. And so he can see, put his eyes on them, just like he said. Him mm-hmm. and his coaches can put their eyes on them. And some of the, not every kid that goes over there to camp is going to sign with him. But he might pick up a need in this camp of a, of a high school senior coming in, you know. Yeah, he's going to be young, but he knows he's going to be young. He's going to be young for another three years until he can get through one full high school recruiting cycle. He's going to be young. And then he's got the hope that, when he does get some quality players in there, they don't decide to jump ship on him and enter the portal and, go, a year and, too, yeah. and go to somewhere like a Walford or a Furman or somewhere thinking it's, the grass is greener on the other side. And that's kind of what's happened to Erskine with Shat Boyd is yeah. his star players, particularly McKee, I can think of as a big yeah. example. Last year uh, went ahead and, and transferred to a different, and they, they didn't have that wide out that they normally had to rely on. They had to find somebody else to step up. Well, quarterback Pender did the same thing, didn't he? Or did he get yeah. hurt? And now well, the brothers are now. But, well, great, the yeah. brothers are now yeah. from Barnwell. But they, matter of fact, speaking of Erskine, their camps this week, yeah, it is. I did see that it was this week. So After the 4th starts Wednesday. A bunch of our Lakeland guys will be up there. So, I mean, if, if they don't know about it, they still got time because I saw that today is the last day or tomorrow's the last day to get registered uh, at Erskine. So, Lakeland's football players, if you want to play, get get on up there and make yeah. the call. It's on Facebook. ErskineSports.com is where you need to go. And they, there again, I mean, maybe that Stan's going to have to take some peanuts to that new coach over there at PC and say, hey, we got good talent in Lakeland, man. That's where you need to start. Yeah. And <laughs> well, we talk I, Lander I, football, but uh, that would be soccer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ain't my fault because I'm still pushing for that football team, but it is what it is. But like I said, I I think it's just great. Like I said, I have to go back and check that. I want to hear the Walford coach, see what he's got to do, because that is a job that, you know, the coach had last year pretty much quit in season and left that team the way he did. So I, I their back's behind the, the the wall already because, like I said, Furman's way ahead of Walford. We used to not be that way uh, back in the day, but, you know, Furman's way ahead now. And I think PC's a lot like those two schools because I think 
admittance is pretty hard at PC to get into, is it yeah. not? They got really pretty high standards for, for the for the grades and stuff like that. And that's why I'm, I never even tried to apply to go to PC. But Now, Willie might have, but I didn't try. But um, good things coming out over there. Like I said, the first thing they got that they do have over there, they got a good university, they got a dang good field at Bailey Field. So uh, you'll be playing a good place on got, Saturdays. And they've got a good fan base that will they show do, up yeah. for the home games. You ride by there on a Saturday when they're at home. And, yeah, the parking and, lot's and the parking lot's full. The tents are up. People are tailgating, having a good time before the football game. All right. The other thing I've got uh, is it was announced last Wednesday. I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but uh, the SEC taking on the ACC in basketball. Um, yeah. Big Ten and the ACC challenge and the SEC Big Ten challenge is gone. Yeah. Out the window it goes. Uh, good riddance, I say. <laughs> Well, I think I think that all will boil down to uh, travel distance mm-hmm. and and trying to save the money because they need the money and and put you know it's going to be a whole lot closer for Clemson to travel to Tennessee than it is for Clemson to travel to Michigan, Michigan State you know, or Michigan State or Ohio State. Uh, is the competition going to be the same? Eh, who knows? We, you know, and, it should be. It should be quality stuff. It'll be. It'll be on the four letter network. We ain't got to worry about that. <laughs> but the ACC, up. the ACC has got to help their their conference schools, and and this is one way that ACC is helping these these schools make some more money, put some more money in the bank, uh, even if it's just. You know, home games where you can you can have a Tennessee coming into your place or mm-hmm. Alabama or Florida coming into your place, and you might put eight thousand people in the stands at whatever a ticket is nowadays, and they buy a couple of buckets of popcorn, a couple of drinks, and you've made some money, and that's where the Clint the ACC is hurting right now with all their it's just a total amount of money that they're getting out of the conference. Stan just walked me into my 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 pet peeve of the day. You just walked me into it. And I just was thinking about it, how to bring it into what you're saying. I see where South Carolina drew a team from the from the ACC, correct? To play, we're gonna play Notre Dame for the first time in years. <laughs> yes. That's how you get your money. Yeah. If you're the ACC commissioner, you get off your butt and you go to Notre Dame, who carries the richest television contract in football with NBC, and you say, look. You want to play baseball and basketball and football in the ACC? Give us a piece of that pie, and then the money's going to be more than you ever yeah. want to deal with. Well, the thing is, you don't even have to travel. Notre Dame's coming to you. That's right. Again, so. That's right. I mean, first uh, time we played yeah. them in, I want to think since 84 maybe. It's, it's been a long time since we played yeah. Notre Dame in basketball. But I was, I was my way to walk into the money thing about it. Um, because, like I said, if, if they don't want to stay in the ACC, let them go to Big Ten. That's where they play most of their games anyway. anyway. Yeah. But I'll be dag blame if I I'm in the ACC and I'm a Tiger or I'm a Georgia Tech guy and I'm just going to let all my money leave leave this state and this conference with NBC <laughs> paying them what they're paying them. Yep. And they wouldn't have to get a whole piece of that pie. They, all they just have to say, listen, if you're going to play seven games in football, then we want this amount of money off the seven games that you're going to get that you're going to make even more money on now because you're not going to play the Michigan every year. You're going to be playing the Florida States, the the – Clemson teams that are probably better at the time than the ones you would play, like Northwestern, Purdue, and some of those teams. I mean, so NBC's going to make the money too. It's just going to have to take a commissioner, a, a Greg Sankey, who they don't have. And I like your new commissioner that they got, and I think it's just that's what it's going to take. They deserve the money because, I mean, they're putting back into Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. That baseball – Notre Dame didn't have the best baseball team this year, but I bet you they got some money off of that baseball from the yeah. ACC teams that made it. Yeah. And it's I'm only sure fair that football – look, NBC, it's the golden ticket, man. Go get <laughs> but, your money. But this, Go I get think, your money. I think this goes back to this new commissioner they got. And, of course, everybody knows that the contracts that the old commissioner signed are good through like 35, 36. And there's not a whole lot he can do about it. So now he's looking at what can I do to bring more money into this conference so that we can give these teams more money, even though we're not going to be able to give them what the SEC and the Big Ten members are getting. Mm -hmm. 
we can give them a few more dollars. And this is one way to do it. And uh, it wouldn't surprise me if you didn't see more of that happening, not in just basketball, but like in baseball. Mm -hmm. You may see a Notre Dame come down to Clemson or a Notre Dame come down to Carolina, uh, a Mississippi State go into Clemson. It's The proximity is right for travel. And, you know, the SEC schools are going more to sense. Up. Yeah, it makes more sense. Wake Forest has had a great season this year. We look for the same thing. Virginia, Clemson. There's quality baseball teams in the conference. So let's match them against other quality teams from another conference and do the same thing. Just put SEC versus ACC baseball challenge and put it up there and – both conferences yeah. are going to make money off, and they'll of it. benefit from it too. They right. play a lot of them anyway. I think. I think. Well, and, and a lot, a lot of these coaches, games already made, and these coaches are recruiting against each other anyway. You know they are. So let the recruits see. Well, here, here's uh, the schedule for the ACC-SEC Basketball Challenge. Now, this is going to take place November 8th, 28th and 29th. So that Tuesday, the 28th, you got games: LSU taking on Syracuse, uh, Missouri at Pitt. You have Mississippi State at Georgia Tech. Of course, Notre Dame at Carolina. Those are all 7 o'clock games. 7.30, uh, Miami at Kentucky. Big game. That'll be huge. Um, North Carolina State at Old Miss at 9 o'clock. And then, of course, Clemson Tigers taking on the Alabama at 9.30 in the nightcap. And this, you know, this makes me even more excited, particularly since the fact that uh, we've had some players decide to come out of the uh, draft and ended up staying, mm -hmm. and we've got some good recruits are coming out of the transfer portal as well. This could be a really good Clemson team. Brownell at Nate Oaks is going to be an incredible game. That, the That'll two coaches fun. for those two teams are, are going to be – that's going to be probably the better one. I, Where's that? Ones you mentioned. Is, that, is Clemson having to travel to? I think I go to Alabama, yeah. Um, the Wednesday games, this one's pretty good. Tennessee at North Carolina. Um, that's a 7:15 game. Virginia hosting Texas A&M. Uh, Wake Forest hosting the Gators um, at 7:15. 9:15, you got Duke and Arkansas. Wow! <laughs> oh my gosh! The When's mayor. the last time that happened? That's yeah. going to be a huge game there. <laughs> well, and, and the thing about it, these tobacco road teams, as we used to call them, are having to get off tobacco road and go play somebody. So mm -hmm. they're they're not. This is not the Duke team of old that never played a road game. If they did, it was in a, a arena that was just – it wasn't a home team for It was school. a neutral site or neutral something. Neutral site, yeah. yeah. I mean, now these kids are going – they're going – these coaches are going to have to go into these other stadiums. Remember last year, that's the team we said look out for in the SEC this coming year was Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, Virginia Tech got to go to Auburn at 9-15. Georgia goes to Florida State at 9-15. And this one – could be a good game. It could be a, a dud as well. But Boston College at Vanderbilt. I would say it's going to be a pretty good game because neither <laughs> team plays that great when it comes down <laughs> to the four-letter network. Well, but well at times are changing. Vanderbilt has a has that mantra of they're going to play great a couple of games a year, you know, and especially if they're at home on that weird floor where the teams are on the into the court instead of on the sidelines. They're down from the floor. I mean, it's just a weird situation. And for any team to come in and wait a minute, coach, we're not on the sideline. We not here. Yeah, we got here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got oh, the vendor got over come, our heads. We got to come up three steps to get onto the floor. This is this isn't not used to this. <laughs> well, Willie's just sent me a stat here. It says the Fighting Irish are 10-5 and five against the Gamecocks in their all-time rivalry with a 4-3 mark at South Carolina. The two sides have not met on the hardwoods since 1984, back well, in February 84. 4th. That's a long time. Man, that dude's on top of it. He is. Like yeah. I said, the thing that I'm interested in in that game is Notre Dame will have a brand-new coach for the first time in basketball in several years because, like I said, the other one's retiring. And he, he's a really good basketball coach. And like I said, we're, we're trying to build what we want to build with Coach Paris. And I think it just sets up a really good game against what could be a really good basketball team, deciding on whoever Notre Dame has a, as a coach. The players are going pretty much still there. But yeah. um, it's, it's going to be fun times. Well, the girls' challenge is the same way. I it mean, is. there's some really good games in here. Notre Dame at Tennessee for the ladies. 
<laughs> that could be a really great game in that one. Um, uh, Thursday games, the ones that stick out, Carolina taking on North Carolina at 7, uh, 7 o'clock. Arkansas taking on Florida State at 7. Um, LSU, they get to host Virginia Tech. It's going to be a good game. Oh, that's two, that's that's two nine tournament teams. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rematch. Matching up there. Clemson, uh, Amanda Butler, she's got to go on the road to Auburn. That'll be a 9 o'clock game oh, as well. Oh, they should have sent her to Florida. I, <laughs> she's building it, man. Y'all are Wouldn't that be something if they did? Man. Where is Florida anyway? Yeah. Um, <laughs> they, play, they play Wednesday, November 29th. They get to go to Georgia Tech. So they'll have that one. Miami is at Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt goes to North Carolina State. It can be interesting. How about yeah. Donald going to back to uh, Charlotte? But I, I'm sure that game's probably in Charlotte. That was I, Chapel Hill, but for I, the challenge, be, yeah, they probably will be an will interesting move it. game. Yeah, probably will move it there. But then that all sets up. I think that's those games are all before the big one oh, yeah. with yeah. LSU and, and Carolina yeah. in that rematch. So yeah, yeah good good times are coming. Uh, more stats coming from Willie. Clemson, 8-4 and all-time against Alabama, including a 3-0 mark on the road in the series. Um, Tigers last played a couple of years ago, December 12th and 2020, down in Atlanta, part of the holiday hoops-giving event that took place. Um, Clemson won that one 64-56. Brownell, man, a, I'm telling you. Well, I, I don't believe in her yet, but that dude is on, on top of it. I'm going to give him my job. He said her, I football. said Brownell. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he, he was still thinking about his girls. Amanda Butler. Coach Amanda Butler, yeah. I will, I, we're never going to get over the fact that Clemson did make a mistake and they let Kevin Patterson go to Coastal, but that's, that's in the that's past as well. Yeah. So, But, I mean, that's just, like I said, it's fun time. But I like to see a change that's coming around. And I know the ACC fans were tired of the Big Ten crap and, and everything else. We're still going down that road, guys. It's like that extension cord to a power conference is what we're doing. One We're still making that time. step, and it, it it could be five years, it could be four years, who knows. But there's going to be another two teams out of this pack, Big 12 or whatever you want to call it, because what they've done now is they've got, what, Big East teams to fill the Big 12? No, they they went and robbed um, uh, the, the AAC. AAC, yeah, they got, got UC yeah. Florida, That's you got was. Houston. Yeah. Houston and all those. That's Cincinnati. Right. That's who it was. But I don't see, I don't see those teams. I, I just don't see it financially feasible. I mean, travel is going their, – their travel expenses is going to go through the roof. Yeah, those things travel over. Well, I mean, well, you, well, you, Central it Florida. Matter. I mean, it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, look at all the sports that those schools have. And they're going to have to get on the road and fly from basically the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean to, yeah, play, a, to play a softball game that's going to last an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> Well, what's going to happen is you're going to have the other teams. You're gonna, and you're going to have to have hotel rooms and food for these athletes. I mean, just the plane tickets alone. I mean, they can charter a plane. That's but, it. They've, they're getting the NIL money. Let them pay for their own ticket to get there. You play if you can. Pay to play. <laughs> oh, no. Pay to play. But, but the, the bottom line of that is it, it's going to work for this year or, and maybe next year. After that, though, those teams are going to look at the financials and say, look, this is costing us more money than this bringing in. We got to go find somewhere else to go. That's where I'm going with this. I'm going with this because of Texas and Oklahoma. The better teams, the Baylor, TCUs, Oklahoma States, those are the teams that are left behind. And I, I'm just thankful that it's Oakland, Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas, and not Oklahoma State and TCU. And certain sports and, and those things there because that would have been – like you said, now, Oklahoma and baseball, softball, and some of those are really good. But, like I said, TCU had a really good football year. They had a really good basketball. And they had a really good baseball, baseball this year. year. Yeah. Well, you can't Kansas and Kansas State either. Yeah. I mean, they've been – We may have been in a situation where we're looking for a place to go because, like I said, I could see <laughs> the SEC bringing those two more teams or three more teams in from that conference there. And then that would kind of even out what you're talking about because then you got to find the teams that are more local. But, I, like I said, I can remember – Remember Central Florida going to play Southern Cal. Houston's always played Michigan uh, and Pittsburgh. I mean, Cincinnati plays everybody when Luke Fickle was there in football. So I'm trying to take Stan's phone. But um, <laughs> like I said, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think a lot of us are really interested in how this these these this new SEC with Texas and Oklahoma are looking. And I still love hearing these guys from those two schools saying, "You don't know what you're getting into." A guy like Sarkeesian <laughs> that's already had the beat down. You know, from his former mentor, and then now he's going to have to deal with Kirby and the rest of those guys. And I, 
it'll, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Well, I'm just I'm just interested to see if if they come in and the same thing happens to them that happens to take that happened to Texas A and M. Texas A and M came in and they were going to be world beaters and everything, and they thought just because they had all the money in the world that they could buy championships. Well, it hadn't come fruition yet. They've gone it, through, what, three coaches You've gone then? through some coaches. and Kevin uh, Sullivan seems <laughs> to be the best one to say like. And, <laughs> you know, you look now, uh, Texas this past year, their, their football team is getting better, we will say that, okay? But, like you say, he has not had to play Alabama one weekend and turn around the next weekend and play a Florida. Or an Ole Miss or, or an Mississippi Ole Miss State. Or yeah, Mississippi And that's State, what they got to worry about. LSU, uh, Oklahoma – you know, we're the, the, in my mind, anyway, the jury's still out on Oklahoma and the coaching staff they have right now. And You're not alone. I, There's a lot of folks that are still little, saying they're living in the past. Yeah, so. and they've got to get caught up. And uh, here again, they have programs within the program. Their softball program will be big in the SEC. But – I don't know about some of the other stuff. Uh, it's just – and the football, you know, yeah, they're going to probably put more people in the stands in Oklahoma when they come into the SEC and play an SEC schedule than they have playing some of these other cats that they've been playing. And they come into the stadium and they can't even sell it out. And are they – of course, every stadium's a sellout. Let's just be <laughs> truthful here. But there's a there's a lot of empty seats for it to be a sellout. Yeah. I mean that happens. But you get SEC events versus SEC, and if it says eighty thousand, there's going to be eighty three thousand, and Oklahoma's going to have to deal with that because they hadn't had to deal with it here lately. Well, both coaches though in a way have. Venables has had to deal with it with ACC playing ACC teams, and Sarkeesian definitely has. Yeah. If I was Texas, I would do like Tom Carroll does me. He says, zip it. <laughs> <laughs> Until you start beating these teams, zip it. Yeah. You know, because you are a Nick Saban guy. You know what the SEC is like, and you know what you're getting ready to get your butt into. So, zip it. You better be ready. <laughs> they, and I think – and that's why all the additions. And I think Texas will be ready before Oklahoma. I'll agree with that. I, Just I think, because the recruiting base that Texas has. Well, like you said a little earlier, man, you got a Manning coming in that. I don't yeah. think he's going to be that great a quarterback, but don't hold me to it. But I mean, because you got now is when you're going to get see a Manning go against the rest of these SEC quarterbacks that are coming in from everywhere too, uh, to a Daniel Riola at Florida, which I. Uh, I just I'm not gonna pull for that guy. I hope he don't get hurt, but I ain't pulling for the guy. Cause he's only about the NIL money, and and that's kind of what Manning is. Mm-hmm. He why he needs it, I don't know, but I guess because his daddy wasn't one of the Manning brothers, but they played. Well, they, he is a brother, but he wasn't a quarterback. <laughs> he's a receiver. But <sighs> what else you got? Well, the only other thing I got is if you're going to be traveling this weekend or this coming week, particularly on Thursday at any one of the major airports, oh, yeah. either in Greenville or Columbia, probably going to be Columbia, or even down towards the Charleston area. Um, just be on the lookout. Joe Biden is going to be flying in, so traffic is going to come to an absolute standstill at some point or another. Um, this is all kind of the Democrats' response to um, Trump showing Trump up Trump in Pickens. Pickens. Yeah. <laughs> For all that, you saw but, how many people showed up. But any time a president shows up, I mean, highway shut down, everything does uh, until they get to their destination. In that regard, so uh, just be aware that traffic may be, and that's why. And, and <laughs> well, I went. I'll, I'll admit, I went to Charleston to see Trump when he was in the Charleston at the convention center. The queue line to get in the building started like eight o'clock that morning. Now we were staying in a hotel right across the street. And we could see it. I mean, people were actually, there was actually one guy, and this guy's an entrepreneur now. This guy's smart. He had a big box truck, and he had folding chairs that you could rent. <laughs> and you just pile them up up there at the end of the queue line, and you could sit there. Sit there yeah. Had pizza delivery guys going through the queue line to deliver their pizzas. When you get inside the building, don't wait. To go to the concession stand because when the president is supposed to be there at six o'clock, yep. they're shutting the concessions down at five thirty, and it don't matter if you stood in line for an hour and you the next one at the window. Secret Service comes up and says, "Shut it," and it 
it gets closed. Speaking of traffic, <laughs> if you're in Greenwood this week, you better watch oh, yeah. it. Watch Festival it. Discovery starts watch Thursday. Montague South Main and the rest of yeah, them. Yeah, be up there. Better yet, just park it and come join us. Yeah, We're going to be out there. Yeah. Look come, for uh, Stan and yeah. the rest of the guys. Come buy Palmetto Peanuts and, and, and pick your up packet and some good barbecue as well. Looking forward to Saying it. Saying you had a funeral day, I want to say give my condolences yeah. to Ken, Kenny and Kevin Bilal. I mean, I've known Mr. Archie for pretty much all my life with, with the sports I played too. And uh, just a tough loss for Greenwood. Uh, Stan, you said that he had his Braves cap with him. So yep. be rest assured that man went out uh, the right way. And they went out on top this weekend. So, again. Looking forward to it. All right. That's Dan Spivey. Willie is over there. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Kerr, and we are the Lakeland Sports Guys.